Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Hey, oh wow. Uh, welcome to the Sunranto show. That was the lovely strains of Infield Fly Girl coming at you with we only got half the Sunranto call because it wasn't unmuted in, in time. Oh. I know, but we heard the end. I, I saw you screaming. Too bad the people in the that are watching the show right now did not get to see the entire length. It was very John Vincent anthem-esque what you gave us. <laughs> I can it was, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. We won't. Yeah, no, we, we've got too much to get through tonight to be uh, just screaming the name of our show uh, all day. But um, yeah, welcome to the Sunranto Show. I, I, I'm i Danny Rocket. That's Infield Fly Girl. And um, I, I saw in the chat that Dominic s- said, I can't wait for Michael's rants. Michael Cotton, unfortunately, uh, is not going to be here tonight. He is at a concert that his wife got him tickets to that he didn't know about until very recently and then she's like well you have to go to this concert and so that is what he's doing um and but people do like your call there uh bernie says uh bravo ifg thank you thank you i was a herald (laughs) (laughs) hear ye hear ye exactly (laughs) do do you remember when um fergie jenkins got I think it's when he got his statue and they had like the Canadian town crier come awesome. and, and he was like, hear ye, hear ye. Yes. Everybody was, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Everybody was like, the hell is going on? We're in the middle of Chicago. Nobody says, oh, yay. <laughs> the hell. So uh, this show, the Sun Rancher show is brought to you by our 115 patreon supporters and of course blake beard's tickets uh thanks at the blake beard on twitter for uh putting up your awesome seats to for sale to the ranters um the carrie uh bronner meyer and her husband josh sat in them today i saw them over by the firehouse after the game great to see them i had we haven't gotten too much of a chance to get together this year but they're awesome and uh, also i want to thank bernie Barron for floating me a, a bleacher ticket today i didn't end up using it but i did she did give me one and um i got a really funny birdie baron story um well i might as well tell it now as long as we're on birdie baron so I, I don't forget so she went on thursday was 
Stuart McVicker from Club 400's birthday. And here's a picture of the, his cake, his Club 400 cake, his little baseball Aww, cake. So pretty. And one of the uh, – the, the, Sean Dunstan was there. And one of the wow. things you can do is take a picture with Sean Dunstan. And so I did. And right in line with me, I was standing there with Bernie. And we we're in line together. And Bernie went ahead of me. And so when you go up there, you know, you put your arm around Sean Dunstan and they take a picture of you and stuff. But when that was in, during that whole exchange of putting your arm around each other, Bernie freaking threw a bow right in Dunstan's cheek and hit him right, right in the face. And then she was mortified. So like I managed, I didn't get the picture of Bernie hitting Dunstan in the cheek, but I did see it with my very own eyes, but I do have the aftermath and there's Bernie's mortified face. <laughs> as you can see, she just absolutely, uh, you see the shot meter in the background and uh, Bernie's face. There's the mortified meter right there. That's, but, delightful but Dustin thought it was funny he did not punch her back so that was good <laughs> that's a win to me how many people get to say they've punched Sean Dunstan in the face exactly so it's <laughs> it's badge of honor this show is also brought to you by rogue wig wave creative easy for me to say for branding and graphic design needs and I got something to say about Lawrence too from the rogue wave creative so Lawrence <laughs> he writes me and he goes hey I got and he goes, don't ask me how, but I was, I've got five jerseys and they're various players of current cups. So they're, and I, they're not like, I think they're the real kind of knockoff Chinese jerseys is what I think they are. Yeah. And um, so, but they can be a varying quality from what yeah. I understand. The DH gate special. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. So, so he's got, he's like, I got five free ones. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'd like to give them away on the show. I'm like, sounds good. We'll think of a contest or something. We'll we'll do we'll give the away these five jerseys. And he goes, here's the thing, <laughs> they're they're I don't even know how to say this. Five XL. I know I know how to say quadruple, but quintuple. They're kin, yeah. quintuple. Quintuple. X, quintuple. There you go. Yeah. Quint, they're quintuple size jerseys. So big old jerseys. Well, maybe they're from China, so they might be medium. Oh, so I don't know. <laughs> like, right. But hmm. uh, yeah, he, but I said, well, what we'll have leading up to the Christmas holidays, and then maybe we'll give it away right at the new year, is a weight gain competition. So whoever gains the most weight during the holiday season wins all five jerseys. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you could get up to five XL, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what but. the I'm trying to think of what the uh, what the conversion is in DH gate sizing. Um, I don't know. I don't buy clothes from China. I, I know when I buy jerseys from Taiwan, like in, in U.S. jersey sizes, I usually get either uh, a youth extra large or a men's small. But when I get monkeys jerseys from Taiwan, I get a men's medium and they fit me about the same. Um, but I don't know if it's like more than that. If you yeah. translate up in China. Yes. Yeah, here's Rogue Wave Create saying uh, five jerseys, five XL. Nike. So he's in the He also right says now. they literally are real 5XLs. So maybe if you're a small person, a blanket. You could use it as a, I could see that. I I could see snuggling up with a 5XL jersey. You get two of them, one for the top half, one for the bottom half. You should be nice good. Nice jammies probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, except for the buttons, you know, you roll over. Well, you're like, ah. I got, I have a, I'm, I'm for perspective's sake, I'm five feet tall and a little bit north of 140 pounds, and I have a, um, I have a World Baseball Classic team Dominicana jersey that, uh, like, was from one of the relief pitchers on the team in in the World Baseball Classic 2006, uh, and Duarte Sanchez. That's who it is, and that thing, like. It, it goes down practically to my ankles. <laughs> it's huge. And it's, it's basically a two XL. Um, it's like a toga on you. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's whatever like a size 53 or something like that is. <laughs> I know, it was huge. <laughs> well, we could also have a competition to who's the biggest ranter. Like, you know, Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. And then people can, people can compete to get bigger. <laughs> It's not healthy. I mean, it, it reminds me of that Simpsons episode when Homer tries to get on disability, but he's like, oh, if I weigh 300 pounds, I get on disability. Um, oh, and here's uh, this Justin too. It's Bellinger, Swanson, Morell, Talkman, away jersey. So I guess there's four. Is there another one? He says, uh... he says there's five of them. Um. And he says he, he hit the wrong button when he ordered. So that's how this all happened. Fair. <laughs> yeah. He says they're a true 64. So if you're 64 around the chest or, you know, somewhere in that range, hey, let us know. I mean, you could fit two people in them, maybe. I, you could, like, at Halloween, you go yeah. as, like, conjoined twins and <laughs> conjoined twin uh, Cubs players. Could be a costume. I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here, trying to find some use of, for some five X jerseys. Oh, there are actually four. Well, now this contest <laughs> is just off the rails already. We don't even know what we're, we know what we're giving away. So, so um, we have four five XL jerseys to give away. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, also, so if the, you're one of the biggest Cubs fans who are also ranters, let us know. Yeah, one of the biggest Cub fans who's also one of the biggest Cub fans. So, um, yeah, so this show is also brought to us by Cubs PS Plus Podcast, Northside Numbers Game. Uh, I, I listened to that this week. Man, I got something to say about all of our sponsors to, sponsors, sponsors today um, because I listened to that, and he had uh, Brian on from um, Bleacher Nation, who does all the prospect stuff. Great conversation. So go listen to that if, if you want to kind of hear his thoughts on the Cubs September call-ups. That's not really a thing anymore, the September call-ups there. They did bring up Luke Little, They and he pitched. He pitched. Y'all remember me talking about Luke Little preseason, right? Oh, yeah. How we were talking about who we're excited to see come up, and I was like, man, we got to keep an eye on Luke Little. He's really good. He throws really hard, and now he's got this ridiculous sweeper. Like, woo, good for him. Speaking of 5XL jerseys, too, Luke Little. Right? He is a big boy. Look at that dude. Yeah, look He at is Luke. It's like a Viking nickname. It is. If you think of Luke Little, he is a big, big, big boy. He's like six foot eight or something. Yeah. Big dude. Yeah, super big. In fact, like, look at Amaya trying to hug him. He's, he's like, like reaching up. He's like, yeah, exactly. And Amaya's I well. I want puppies. <laughs> and Amaya is well north of six feet tall, too. So it's like, this is, it's kind of funny. And his parents were there. God, I love seeing that stuff. When his parents is there. And, yeah, and they were tweeting out all these pictures of them on the field and just so excited. I, I, 
Well, I played the Crawley theme song to start the show, and the reason why is because he's coming by, because Crawley had himself a Ferris Bueller weekend, okay? Um, I'll just give you a little preview by, here's here's Crawley, Theo was at the game, you see him there in uh, his his LZ hat, CZ hat, and um, and right behind, there's Crawley there digging for gold, just right behind Theo, Love it. just right up the nose, um, but uh, he had himself quite quite the weekend. As of today, he slept on my couch last night. As of today, he had not been home since Thursday morning. So if that tells you the kind of weekend he had, he doesn't live far away. He could, you know, it's not that far for him to go home, but he did not. Um, so anyway, he's going to be by a little bit later to tell us that story. But uh, we, you know, speaking of hanging out with parents, spent all night last night talking to Justin Steele's uh, stepmom. And his dad, Ben, was there over at the Club 400 Wrigleyville. And what lovely people. I mean, just salt of the earth, super friendly. At, you know, they're not being weird about, like, the fans being around. They're so welcoming. And I sat there with Justin's stepmom. And I, she's been in his life since he was, like, a like a young teenager or right mm-hmm. before, like, junior high. And um, – but she couldn't be more excited. She had her, you know, her her – big Justin Steele number earrings on. And she, you know, would just talk about Marcus Stroman is like, he needs to come back. We need him. And just like, so cute. And just so happy and telling me about her job at an international paper and that she keeps, and that she keeps getting in trouble at work because she keeps watching the, she keeps getting caught watching the game on her phone when she's supposed to be working. And then she's had to take all this time off to like, go see him in the all-star game. But she's like, I got to hold down the job. Like, gotta go. no, no, forget the job. If the job is not going to accommodate your baby being at the all-star game, that job has got to go. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. she's like, well, she's- I did run into his family at the all-star game though. I got a picture. I, you know, I do that game where I run around and I take pictures of people's jerseys. I see at the game and I actually got Justin Steele's brothers back. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, Justin. No, J- J- it also starts with a J. But uh, yeah, he's a fun guy, and and Ben's a really fun guy. We were all hanging out last night, and it was just the the coolest thing. Um, but Crawley's going to come by and tell you about how Jody Davis snores. So you're going to find out how Crawley found that out because, and it has it has something to do with the the hotel across the way from Wrigley Field. But it's a lot of great stories um, that Crawley was telling me, and he was accredited because today. Uh, Dunstan and Mark Grace got into the Cubs Hall of Fame. So I, I want to wait for Crawley to talk about that. But Crawley was a credited reporter in there. So he didn't he didn't have any Cubs gear on when he left the house today. He had a white shirt on, buttoned down. And I'm like, all that's separating you from Gordon Wittenmeyer is a, is a goatee right now. Like, you just need a reporter goatee. So he looked funny. Um, he, you know, he, he, he played the part. So anyway, hashtag chance in the chat. God, we're 15 minutes in the show. We're just a chance. Hashtag chance in the chat. We'll send you a Frank Chance postcard with a message of love and hope and doom. I added love this time. Or and or hope. I don't know. What do I usually say? I don't remember. Love and doom. Love and doom. So the they so let's go back. Let's go way back. Let's take the way back machine back to when the Cubs were like sweeping baseball teams from the West Coast instead of losing three or four to them. But we swept the Giants and say Suzuki remained super hot. Uh, Sarah Sanchez and I have been calling it September. 
Sayatember. That yes. works for me. Summer of Mike Tachman, and now we're in Sayatember. And um, I got my I got my Saya going. <laughs> so I mean, and here I'll put up the numbers too because I I, I have this is this is just the week, okay? Uh, Saya just this week, two dongs, knocked in ten runs. That's double than anybody else did. So when it counts, he's knocking in the runs when he needs to. And this is a team that this week did not score a lot of runs. It seriously did not. But he's got a 1.353 OPS on the week. That's only 27 ABs, but still, he had a great week. 12 hits. 12 hits. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Look at him go. And four of them were doubles. One of them was a triple, and two of them were home runs. So he's slugging it. He's What a good boy. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy – that we thought was coming from Japan, that was the hit hit king and stuff. So he's right. doing he's doing everything he can. That game one, the game that Justin Steele really made an amazing case for being the Cy Young Award, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later too. But eight innings pitched, twelve strikeouts. Um, Cubs win five zip. They shut him out. Suzuki, that was one of the Suzuki homered and doubled in that game. So he was pretty much single handedly knocking in the runs and. I mean, the next day on Cubs Pod, I got up and instead of saying what happened in that game, I just talked about Justin Steele for about 20 minutes and how amazing his journey has been. Um, You know, to see him go out there and just dominate in that way, we've seen him be really good, but to dominate like that was just a, a thing of beauty. Um, and then uh, we Cubs, Cubs kept rolling. Smiley actually got the win in game two, which <laughs> you haven't said that in a while. And um, definitely not something we say often around here. He's ten and nine on the year. He actually has a winning That's record. Wild. Just decisions up the wazoo, but he's ten and nine. Um, and the first, it, but uh, he did not start the game though, yeah. so he he just happened to get the win. But that was a. That was a Hendo start, and Lamont Wade Jr. sent the first pitch of the game over the wall, and Hendo gave up a couple of dogs. He was better today, I think, in the game um, than he was against the Giants, where the final score ended up being 11-8. to Cubs got four in the fourth and uh, ended up tying up the game, and then it just kept going back and forth. And, you know, this was a Giants bullpen game, and I want to ask you about this, like, because we had saw a bullpen game today. Mm-hmm. For the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know sometimes it's a necessity. You don't have a starter ready to go. So you don't have a guy that is going to be able to do it. But what do you think of bullpen games? Like, what is your – like, we see them more and more. Starters, openers, uh, you know. What's your opinion? And please tell us in the chat, too, if you like bullpen games. I mean, I can't be too mad about them. Like, they're going to happen. Am I okay with them playing? Like, I kind of like the starter strategy, to be honest. Um, you know, it works when it works. And if you've got a guy who can throw really hard at the beginning of a game, maybe that's the way that you get around having to deal with the Kyle Hendricks first inning. Yeah, so the the top of the order, you can take care of that. Right. At, at, you know, with a really you know, heavy arm, just go in there, throw in gas, boom, boom, boom. And then set your long, you know, your, your actual starter really um, up for success, bringing him in into the middle or maybe late middle of the order. 
Yeah, and then he just kind of has an easier start with it. That, my only problem with it is just a numbers game, which is right. that you're what if you're going to throw five, six guys, you got the scheduled thing, and everybody's mm-hmm. going to take one or two innings, and it's all going to be bullpen. There's a really good chance that somebody is going to stink in there. Sure. Like, just as a numbers game, like if you could get out of the game with just three people, like you start to go seven, then eight, nine, that seems much more valuable than, mm-hmm. which it is more valuable, but just there are teams doing this by design now. Like we are yeah. the end of our rotation. We have three guys and then we throw bullpen games like, you know, by design. Think- the Reds did it against us too. Yeah, I think we're going to see it a lot more as the job of being a pitcher is more, you know, becomes progressively more physically taxing. Like people are throwing harder, they're throwing weirder pitches, and all of that stuff is really, really difficult on the arm. So managing workload is going to become a lot more important if you want to make it through 162 games with healthy arms. It doesn't help anybody if you're blowing out your arms at 100 at game 125. Yeah, well, and it's a, it, innings innings management is important, especially in this game where people are throwing so hard. And I and I do get that. And it's like so, especially towards the end of the year, you're like, what do we do? Like we yeah. need to limit these innings. So I'm getting even Kyle was taken out of the game early. They started hitting right. him too, but it just felt like, oh, you know. 82 pitches like that's kind of enough for today let's keep going um but i saw in the chat i think it was alfie that said uh not a fan you are taxing a bullpen even worse if it goes extra innings like you could run out of dudes i mean mean, you can't now again if it's planned if you are literally planning it out then you know it doesn't matter if your guy who is going one or two innings goes first or third yeah, and Carrie writes in like the Diamondbacks guy today. That was P Fat, P Fat or Pafat. It's probably just fat or fat. I think it's probably just fat. But yeah, but, but it I, looks like but he, but he, but he pa fucking pa sucked because he gave up three. He fucked up. That's what he, he did. He fucked up and gave up three pa fucking home fucking pa I can't do home runs with it. It's there's an H there. It already has an H. Is the problem so? Uh, yeah, uh, and then David says, uh, I am warming to the idea of a starter who pitches one or two innings and then a guy who comes in through those middle right. innings. Yeah, that's th- more like what I'm talking about. So it's like starter, then piggyback. Maybe you get – and there were some that – weren't there somewhere Assad went like five in the middle too? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Your long guy. Like, you know, you bring in your really good dude, then you bring in your Tyler Chatwood or whoever – you know, your dude who's going to go maybe four, maybe five, maybe if you're really lucky, six innings. But, like, knowing that you're getting your, like, the you're getting that hard start, you know, those first guys in the order out of the way early on. So you're not worrying about giving up that first inning home run. You're not worrying about, like, loading the bases first thing and getting your starter, like, down on himself but give them a little bit of an easier road in, especially if it's somebody who doesn't have that starter confidence yet, maybe good for young guys who are building up their workload or things like that. Um, and, you know, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm not 
mad about it when it happens. You know, you're going to end up late in the season. Guys are getting hurt. Guys are tired. You, you know, you're going to end up with a bullpen game here and there. And I think that's pretty normal. And it's not so much taxing a bullpen as it is using a bullpen. Like, that's literally what they're there for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just pitchers. And it shouldn't matter what inning it is. I know it does that, you know, oh, some guys can't close. Some guys don't like clean, only like clean innings. There's you know. so much, like, pitchers are insane. That We have to start with that. Pitcher, you have to be absolutely crazy in your noggin to be a major league pitcher. There's no other way you make it there. And there is so much of the mental game that goes into being a major league pitcher that you do have to take things like that into account. That so-and-so is only good when he's facing the middle of the order. So-and-so is only good when he comes into a clean inning or whatever. Like, cause that's just the reality of it. That's like the religion side of the, the science and religion of baseball that I'm always talking about. M- Michael had a good rant about on Cubs pod this morning of, about that, of just the religion of it and these people that are actually playing this game and how Justin Steele is so valuable in that way, because you look at all this, his peripherals are fine actually at this point, but the fact that he only has a couple pitches, the fact that this shouldn't be working as well as it's working or, right. you know, it dri- it's driving the stat nerds nuts. And the- yeah, well, sometimes you just need to walk by faith and hope that it keeps working. Yeah. Well, and it is working. And so, and you know that, but that's the person of Justin Steele succeeding because he's decided to be awesome. Like it's really him, the person like this is not stats that are playing this game. And it's, right. it, it, I like, uh, this uh, these comments in the chat here. I want to bring up about this very thing. Mike Waller uh, from the Cubs PS Plus podcast says, "Don't love it, but if you think that's your best way to win, do it. If you don't have five real starters, you have to figure something out. And yeah, you got to figure something out, and that's what it is. And this one too from Bill: pitcher who starts a game should have to pitch to nine hitters. Interesting rule. It's valuing somewhat of a length. You know, you got the three batter rule." Starter nine batter rule. I mean, it could be nine nothing by the time that ends. Exactly. I I don't I don't agree with that. I think three is a perfectly fine number to settle on uh, before changing pitchers. If somebody comes in and they hurt themselves, we don't want to like force them to continue throwing to people. Or if they literally just don't have it, um, then take them out, man. Nobody needs to see that. And then uh, let's move on to game three a little bit for the Giants. This was when the sweep was completed. Uh, Eight to two was the final. An easy win. Cubs went up three zip in the first. Never looked back. Jordan Wicks gave up nine hits, which is a lot, but no runs. So that's kind of hard to do. Went 6.2, 87 pitches. Suzuki stayed hot, had a basis. That was the the three nothing in the first was a basis clearing double that kind of came out of nowhere. I think there were two outs and then there was like a walk and then somebody else got, I mean, it was kind of unfolded the inning that seemed like it was about over. And then everybody just kept getting on base. And then Suzuki came through big. Um, Amaya homered in that one. Bellinger homered at Bellinger has been hot this week. He had a couple homers, including one today. Um, he's got two on the week as well to go with Sayas two and Morel's two. Morel had another one today. And um, so, yeah, just can I just say for a moment how happy I am that Cody Bellinger is having the season that he's having? I know everybody's freaking out. You know, we got to sign Billy in the offseason. We got the. I'm just happy for Cody Bellinger 
no matter what happens. Like he came onto the team and we basically had no expectations for him whatsoever. And he's done a really great job this season. And I'm just damn proud of him. Anyway, we can keep going. No, I mean, and it, a lot of people are saying this and there a lot of people are saying, what the hell are we going to do without Cody Bellinger? Because it's tough to think about how you're going to replace that, that bat. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I think that we should absolutely give Cody Bellinger lots and lots of money to stay on the team. I think it would be a really great decision. I think even if we bring Pete Kerr Armstrong up and we stick him in center field and da, 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 and all that stuff, I think we have a plenty of places that we can put Cody Bellinger that aren't center field. Um, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, but yay, Cody, good job. Really proud of you. Yay. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, really an amazing season and I think the Cubs should be right there and I think we have probably we do have first dibs and talking to him so I think yep. if the right number is put down on a piece of paper I think he probably stays here because I yeah who likes not? to call movers anyway exactly it's, it's going great like why would you want to mm-hmm. be like oh it's going awesome let me switch although I've done stuff like that like hey my agent got me great work i'm gonna go to a new agent you know do you know what it was a dumb move so cody bellinger take it from me who screwed up before this kind of thing and stay where it's working if it's working exactly. right mess here it up. yeah if, if it's and working. Jed, give him lots of money there is a number that will let him not talk to anyone else find that number and give it to him thank yeah. you because he was coming off a little bit. He wasn't doing quite that good the last couple of weeks. It, you know, maybe they figured out how to pitch to him right now. But now he's right back where he was. Exactly. You know, and so then that's how the, he's batting well. I mean, what is his batting average on the season? It's well over 300. Uh, and then he's got the power to go with it. It's not the power he had, you know, when he won the MVP and stuff when he, oh, when he hit know. 39 home runs or. Um, what was oh 47 home runs sorry to right. short change you he's got yeah, 24 he's got half of that right now but at 140 ops plus right now look how many of us are the same person we were five years ago like it's fine. <laughs> I've, I've vastly improved i find <laughs> i'm a much better person than i was so uh, let's move on. Crawley's trying to log in, by the way. So he'll be by soon. But in the meantime, we're going to see him on the bottom, just like blink up and then he disappears and then he blinks up and then he disappears. Well, I'm trying to get him to uh, to log in. So he, he's got such great pictures of the weekend. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him to log in so that he can upload all his photographs because I've got some photographs, but I don't have his photographs. So we're, we're right. trying it. So I, I anyway, so I did. In, I did enjoy when I'm watching uh, the uh, highlights uh, or the condensed games because they flip around. Sometimes it's the radio announcers. Sometimes it's the TV announcers. And I was like, oh, there's a familiar voice in that in this cut. I'm like, oh, it's Salty Bob Brenly. Salty Bob for the Arizona Diamondbacks, which I knew that he was the announcer. It just kind of slipped my mind because we hadn't seen him all year. Right. And so – yeah, it was just a, nice to hear his voice. I mean, he just sounds so sarcastic in everything he says. It just always sounds like he's going to tell a misogynistic joke at some point, like in his tone. We're like, just waiting for it. We're just waiting for it. Um, so it, that was kind of funny just to hear his voice coming through. But this did, this series did not go well. I mean, we're flying high. We're like a game out. Uh, from the Brewers, we're about to take over the freaking division. 
And then what happens? Just we lose three straight. It's just the, you know, two steps forward, two steps back. And I mean, and now look at us. We're, we're three now three games back. So the division now seems tough again because there's time off the calendar. Right. Shout out to the Yankees, though. Yeah, not was, only not only breaking a no hitter that was that had gone into extra innings, but then pulling out the win. I, far be it from me to actually give the Yankees credit for anything, but this time, thanks, guys. Yeah, seriously, it, it's really hard to make me like the Yankees, but there it was. It's like me laughing at Jeff Garland. It's just rarely going to happen. I'm <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, no, they they beat them today, and that's really why we're three back. Otherwise, we're still sitting there at four. And, um, you know, I've, I've been hearing it on the text from Eric Wheelow. He's texting me all the time, and, like, he's like, yeah. hey, little boy, join Tagging your me on Twitter and stuff. Like, dude, go away. And, and, like, yeah, raising L flags and stuff. It's bad. I had, didn't have the heart to tell him it was an upside down seven, but you know, what are you going to do? It's, you know, they, they teach that read over there. Yeah. They're still teaching old math in Milwaukee, so they don't know. Um, but yeah, the game one, Assad wasn't great. And um, he battled though. He went out there. He gave up a couple homers to fam and Marte fam hit two in that game. He gave Assad gave up one of them Gross. and they had an, a rookie out there with a five ERA and we did nothing. We got only two runs and we lose six to two. And it just, they were flat. They just came out flat on Thursday night. So that was frustrating. And then we got Zach Galland and lost one, nothing. And Tyone was great. Tyone really didn't give up. Well, Tyone didn't give up any runs. The only run was on a Suzuki trap ball. Like it it was almost a catch. It was almost, it was almost the Yankees and Brewers. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was tough. Gallon's a good pitcher, though, so what are you going to do? But the bats were dead, and then the next night, we don't score again, or the next day, we don't score again. We have to go to clown ball extra innings. Then it ends up 3-2. to two. Uh, This time, it was Justin Steele with his, I believe, his 20th quality start. Holy cow. Size Steele. Yeah. I mean, he's, he leads the major leagues. Um so there's just uh, just amazing shit going on for him again, except for the, that this time we lost and he did not right. get the 17th win. Um, Cubs one for nine with runners in scoring position. Merrill Kelly have had five gave up five walks and four hits, and the Cubs got one lousy run off of him, and uh, three of those walks were Candelario, and just frustrating exactly. stuff. But also. Ugh. Yeah, and then today it was a uh, five to two victory. Hendo went out there again. Yay. This time he kind of ran out of steam a little bit, but that's okay. The offense was here for him. It was so fun. First time through the order, he didn't give up a damn thing. So he was looked real sharp. Had a bunch of strikeouts, and uh, at the beginning of the game, anyway. Uh, and as we said, it was a bullpen game for the the D bags. Morell. In the first day, we Cubs should have won by a little bit more. Morell hit a triple to start the game. He was leading off, and then I don't know. It's this play. Michael was bitching about this on the Cubs pod because this seemed to work for the Diamondbacks. That contact play where you right. go on contact from the third from third base, the Diamondbacks score on that play. Right, they're faster than us on average. Yeah. 
but we never seem to. We are, well, to be fair, they have Corbin Carroll, who is like ridiculous fast. So that's probably skewing the average a little bit. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, it it never works for us. Yeah. <laughs> it never ever works for the Cubs. We never are able to uh, score on that contact from third play. So, but they do it. But to, in today's game, the three home runs in the third inning from Morel, Belly, and Swanson, um, just nice to see. It was a beautiful day at Wrigley Field. I was there with my mom. We got great seats. Uh, talked to Josh, uh, who's uh, the – everybody on this show at least knows John Benedek as the Oregon mm-hmm. player. Josh also, they split the season. He's on Oregon. Got to wave to Miguel Esparza, our friend, because they're sitting right over there by the booth. So everybody was so nice. Met a couple of people from Twitter, came over and said hi. So hi, everybody. And it was just nice to sit out there and see a W. And people are saying that my mom has to now go to all the games <laughs> because she's obviously. That sounds like good math to me. So it was a kind of a messy way of getting there. I wish we did better, but we went four and three on the week and we've treaded water to the point where we are right back where we were. <laughs> we're in the second wild card spot, two games up on it and two games, two games up on the third spot and two games back of the first spot. And if the season were to end today, we would go to Philadelphia and we would play there a three game series. So there it is. I mean, <laughs> well, how confident do you are you that our pitching staff could withstand the wrath of leadoff Kyle Schwarber? Well, maybe we'll <laughs> use maybe we'll use an opener and handle it. It'll, it'll be Mark Leiter Jr. to neutralize the lefties, you know, to start out. We'll th- we'll throw Luke Little out there the first. There you go <laughs> against Kyle Schwarber and call it a call it an afternoon. Um, so the, the Cubs, after the game, they, they took off and they had a little fun. They, they made all the – it's not just rookies that are having to do it, I guess. It's, it's uh, numerous dudes are dressing like Mario Kart or something. So I don't know if you I saw this IFG. But yes, look at that, Bert. Yeah, here's the Cubs leaving Wrigley Field. There's a – oh, my God, Jordan Wicks. He should actually dress like this anyway. Like he looks good. It, it's working for him. It's working for him. <laughs> yeah, with the little mushroom hat. I like. Yes. That. And I don't know what these guys are called. Yoshi. Yoshi. Okay, so we got a couple <laughs> Yoshi. Is that Quas? And I can't tell who the other guy is. I can't really tell either. Do you have the other one though? Yeah, this one. There that... we go, Saiyan Toy. <laughs> yeah. So Saiyan or Toys dressed like a banana. And uh, say as a monkey. He's Donkey Kong. Oh, it's Donkey. Oh, DK. I see. Okay. <laughs> so we have Donkey Saya and and Toy the Banana. Yeah, so delightful and warms my soul. So that's good stuff. That's Joe. I know a lot of teams do this. A little Joe Madden asking away the like you know, but just great times. Um, I, I'm li- nice to see them having fun. I love um, it. And it was nice to get a win today. They go off to Colorado. And um, and we'll we'll preview that in a little bit. But why don't we take a quick commercial break? And when we come back, we're going to bring Crawley on. He's going to tell us about his Ferris Bueller weekend. Just an incredible weekend this guy had. And um, 
He was telling me stories as he was falling asleep on my couch last night, and I thought you should hear him too. But we'll be right back. I love it. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the one, the only, Crawley's Cubs. Hey, welcome back to Earth. I'm back. I'm alive, and I'm excited about that. It, it was. It, it's been one hell of a week. Um, I haven't slept in my bed since Wednesday, so I'm looking very forward to that. And I'm glad that your listeners can, you know, at least the ones watching can see that I do wear shirts sometimes. <laughs> not, but not all the time. Not all the time. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they fall off. Um, so th- this is my, I think my favorite picture of the weekend. So I'm, I'm watching the game on Friday. I just went full time at my job. So like, the, and it was Friday. That was the first, my first day who starts on a Friday at me. So I'm, I'm got the game on the iPad and I look over and I see that Theo's on TV and I'm like, Oh, look, Theo's in the bleachers. I'm like, give me some FOMO, you know, that I'm not at this game. Like, you know, where all these Ben's Oberst was there. Theo was there. And then who do I see sitting right back in the, uh, of Theo is Crawley digging for gold. Look at that right there. <laughs> Just four fingers deep right up the nostril. What's going on there? All right. So first off, the, the way it works is, is that, you know, I just had a little birdie tell me, hey, you know, Theo's going to be showing up. I said, okay. I said, you know, so I'm looking around kind of where is he going to be? I see three guys wearing khakis and polos in the very front of the bleachers without any Cubs gear on. So, bingo, that's it right there. So he had some interns sitting for him, and then right as the game started and everyone's doing the anthem, and right when they turn around, like the interns like run away, and then all of a sudden Theo and his boys come rolling in there. So if you look at this picture right here, um, you see <laughs> Rob right there, right? Yeah, our friend Rob, yeah, sitting then, next to Theo, yeah. Right in front of me is Chris Chelios. He came for a couple innings from uh, the 1914 club. And then Theo's looking at his phone, and I'm kind of giving him side eye. But here's the trouble is that when, when you do sit by Theo Epstein, 
is that they put the camera on you all the time, which I usually don't have a problem with, but I was extremely, extremely hungover from the night before from the <laughs> Sean Dunstan party. So I'm trying to drink to kind of get the, get a good buzz going again, but I have allergies, Danny, you know, I've talked about our allergies issues. And so I just did like one of these things right as the cameras, like, so somebody freezes that damn pictures. I'm going like this and it looks like I have my finger halfway up my nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, that's definitely making the calendar. That's all I'm saying. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're, you're definitely going to be in the calendar with looking uh, like you're, wait, 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 I get, what about this one? Look at that. Boom. There you go. You, there you, you go. And, does it now? Tell me. Uh, oh, he's in charge. I'm going on a bender. <laughs> doesn't it look like Theo's had a little work done? Uh, I don't know, man. He, he looked a little like, you know, like those plastic guys that are, he looked a little plastic surgery to me. He, he's a nice guy. I was talking to him for a little while. We were talking Pearl Jam. We were talking baseball, not Cubs specific, but it was that game on Friday. If you remember, it was that, that great Tyone star and, and Gallon. and they're having the pitching duo the pitching matchup, and then all of a sudden was the play where they scored the run and Suzuki was sliding in and they said it was a trap. And so they're, they're, the, the replays take like seven, eight minutes, long replay. And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh, geez, if there was only someone who could make a phone call. And so Theo goes, I call, I'll call you in New York. They got a favor for me or something. So I was trying to get Theo to, to give us the call on that, even though it was clearly obviously a trap. Um, we totally forgot to do this. David Elliott is writing. And he says, oh, can we get the story time with Crawley drop? Of course we can get the story time with Crawley drop. Story time with Crawley, with Crawley, with Crawley. Story time with Crawley, it's Crawley story time. <laughs> we, we, we did need that. I feel. Thank you for that, David. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that, and it just kind of gets me more more ready. But, um, you know, we went Thursday, you know, Danny, you and I, we got to see uh, at Stewart's 50th birthday party. We got to hang out with Sean Dunstan, which just like, you know, just when you hear about that in your head, the Sean-o-meter was in Love the it. house. Yeah, and that's the original guy in that picture. Uh, his name is, what, Dave? Dave, yeah. Dave, yeah. And, and it was I thought it was pretty funny to hear the story about how Sean didn't really like it at first. He was not a real big fan of the Sean. He was like, what's this jerk out there in the, in the bleachers telling me how terrible I am. But he was hitting like 179 when the sign first got up there. But it always said and rising. He was going out there in hope and faith that it was going to get better. Well, and, and so the, you know, it was a good time. We, we, we sang some songs, right? Uh, there was the Sean O'Meter song based on man eater. And we did uh what else did we do? Oh, uh, what I like about Stu for Stewart's 50th. But then Danny did the smart thing, the responsible thing, and left for work. I did not. And so who is there at the party but Jody Davis? And Jody Davis says, Crawley, did you try my moonshine? No, I Jody? saw that jar going around. Oh, my God. I was like, I got to drive home. Otherwise, Please. I, I got to go. Bye, guys. So I said, Jody okay. Davis's moonshine is out, and I got to work at six. So I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get me a cup. He's like, oh, shit, boy, are you drinking from the jar? I'm like, oh, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, and I'm drinking this stuff from the jar. So now it's getting passed around everywhere. Then we get to the end. Now Jody's piping up. Where's Crawley? I said, Jody, please, what do you want? And he goes, you got to eat the peach. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no! So there's a peach at the bottom of the jar. So I, I, I 
eat the peach, and all of a sudden, like when you bite into it, like all the moonshine it's just comes pouring out everywhere. <laughs> oh my god! I love this for you. Now I wake up first thing in the morning. I, me and Joe Kilgallen, and and um, God. So so the Cubs said I could go see the pop up. I could get a preview of the pop up. And it, and for those of you that don't know, I don't know if they're still doing it. It's kind of in between the Cub Store and Brick House Tavern. Yeah. And they had a lot of cool things for the for any baseball nerds in here. The nineteen oh seven trophy I loved and they yeah, had the, I love that. I've seen that before. They had that how down in pretty 19- that is. It looks like a nice silver pattern. They should yeah. make them like that. See that's when base baseball was a little fancier. Then they had some current stuff. So that was Jake Arietta's jersey that he wore game six. So just like certain things that you just kind of geek out about. They had a lot of Mark Gray stuff. They had a lot of Sean Dunstan stuff, obviously. Um, and they had this thing, and there's a big long line. So if you get there early, get it. But you could actually get, like, they do a Hall of Fame plaque for you. So they take, like, a digital picture, and you just tell them what position you want. And so I just did manager, and they did, like, a signature. And it looks like the Cubs Hall of Fame plaques. Where, where do they do this? It's in, the, in between Brickhouse and uh, the Cub store. Oh, and they'll do that for you? Do they pay? You, so basically, no, you, you just, you're in line and there's like a little camera that has like a template and you just put your face in the template and then they put, throw it up there. Oh, I love that. That's so amazing. It, it, it was a lot of fun, man. I, I love going to that. We have Theo. But then we're sitting there and it's, uh, God, it's, it's Friday night and our, and our lodging fell through. And so luckily the Salsa King of Chicago, Marty, had won in a golf outing a stay at a suite at the uh, – Hotel Zachary. And so we're there and, uh, you know, it was, this is the view from our room. I just want to show you this. Wow. That's so, breathtaking. You see the whole field or I mean, not the field, but the marquee and the front. God, that's great. Yeah. And so we had like a little balcony. And so like when you looked out our wind, you know, this was from another angle right here that you kind of got to take a look at it. So you're, you're looking at this and you're saying to yourself, like, it's just, it's so beautiful. They have all sorts of kind of like, um, like the restaurants in there and all that fun stuff. And so, you know, I'm, I'm playing with everything. They had a record player, Danny. I thought of you that like a vinyl record player. And so like, that was like the little balcony. Uh, Hey, <laughs> how did that get in there? Hey. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw that up. I was trying to do something else. <laughs> so there's, there's a balcony right there. But yes, I did walk around in robes and sandals for a while. The, the nice little marquee plush or the Hotel Zachary robe and sandals. So uh, that, that was nice. an absolute blast in and of itself. Uh, so if you've never gone there and you never kind of hung out there before, there, there's just a ton of ton of awesome things um it's just expensive though that's the main thing like if we didn't have it like free like we wouldn't i wouldn't have paid for that 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 was expensive Uh, how much is it a night for that suite do you know i I think for that suite it was uh 1200 oh lord one night yeah wow i know they jack up the prices like during the game and they were sold out for saturday because we were like well well, should we all kick in some cash and we literally like literally was like animal house we had like six or seven people like people on the floor snoring it was just a mess well, th- I want to get to that story because, you know, I promised people that, that the, the story of when you told me about when you ended up in that room and people were staying there that weren't really supposed to be there, but they were too drunk to leave and, you know, all that stuff. Um, but uh, that you found out you were basically within, uh, like, trapped in a snoring symphony. T- just tell the story about how you slept with so the sleeping arrangements on, at Hotel Zachary. And that right. So, so basically the majority of us have been up for four hours and at this point in time. And now we've been drinking for about uh, at least it's like 15, 16 straight hours. And so like, you know, 
as as the night went on and the more the drinks came in, we kind of had people just falling off like flies and they would just like kind of like peel off and go into the room. So we had like a, a king size bed. There was like a chair with an ottoman. Uh, there was a pullout couch and then we had them bring another cot in there. So like, we're just piling bodies in there. And so, you know, uh, the Salsa King and Levon wanted to go out. Uh, Salsa King was the one that really wanted to go out. So we went to Cubby Bear. They had a band playing some punk rock. And I, was, I said, Danny's going to like it there. But then I went to, um, we went to HVAC, which is a little nightclub place. Then we went to the Mexican place over by the Red Line off the Addison stop. And then we ate way too many tacos that we should have. And so when I come in, okay, I, you know, the Salsa King says, I'm just going to warn you real quick, I snore. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so my goal is, A, I'm exhausted. So as long as I can just go to bed before he starts snoring, I know I'll be okay. So I'm next. So he's in the bed, and I'm in the chair in the ottoman next to it. I literally go to pee and brush my teeth. And in that time, probably about 45 seconds top, he is snoring like somebody is like cutting a log. Like it sounded like chainsaws. So the entire room <laughs> just is, is like shaking with people snoring. So I'm like, I, I can't sleep next to this guy. There's just no way. And so I sit there and, and there's a fold out couch. We like pulled it out. So I took all the cushions from the floor, threw them in the hallway, like not in the hallway, but like the hall towards the door to get out of the hotel room. And I basically just slept on the floor. Oh my but, 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 you know, it's, it's good time. Like these are people that I've traveled with all over the place and kind of hung out with. And, and, uh, you know, it's just, I'm not a snore. You know what I mean? And, but you were telling me about like, it was just a symphony that it wasn't just, uh, Marty. It wasn't one. No, Marty, yeah. he was the one I was closest to. He was the one I was going to be sleeping next to in the, uh, whatchamacallit in the Ottoman. Yeah, but that was it. Jody Davis like sleeping in a chair and stuff. Everybody was sleeping in all sorts of weird positions, man. And it was just, <laughs> and, and so like this is. I think I got a picture uploading right now. This was like a picture real close to when we were Jody. So these were the we were the last three. So that's Marty to the right, Lamont's to the left, and then me and Jody are in the middle. And Jody's like, I, he did the Taste of Chicago. There's some Taste of Chicago thing. Yeah, I can't. He, be yeah, it's happening later than usual, right? My mother told me that Taste of the Chicago is happening. I was like, wait, isn't Taste of Chicago in the middle of summer, usually. Well, yeah, and so he cut the cake. He did like some uh, grand opening, grand something or, or something. But then you know we wake up. It's Saturday. We have a good time. We we go to the game. We're partying, and then we went to uh, where do we go? Aiden's rooftop. Mm. So if you've ever got a chance to go to Aiden's rooftop, that's Wrigley View rooftops. Those are just a lot of fun. And so this is now night number three of heavy drinking. Um, and so we're up there and, it, but if you go up there, the views are beautiful. Like, I don't know, I wouldn't really catch a game there, but I would really, this was a picture of us, uh, you know, as the night keeps going, Bill Watts and coach D and, and Sir William and everybody and Kelly and Allison and Stu. And so that's night two. And then, and then we went later on, that's when I ran into Danny and I'm like, dude, um, I think I need a place to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, cause we were hanging out pretty late and then I could tell people were pretty, um, like they were done. Like we were the last ones hanging, but I hadn't been hanging out with you guys. I hadn't been drinking or anything. I've been working. I show up and everybody's just like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I got some catching up to do. So we did have a, 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 a question in the chat from Terry. He says, who was more dressed up for Mark Grace today? Was it you or Mark Grace? And I can do a side by side here. Here's what Crawley was wearing. This is you accredited on the field shooting today you're wearing a white and people can't see it's a button down and 
very nondescript hat. Like people can't really imagine you not wearing a Cubs gear, but that's what you were wearing. And here's what Mark Grace was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's b- being inducted into the Hall of Freaking Fame, and this is what looking like he's about to go fishing. Yeah. Did, did yeah, he, that was, did he that, forget that it was today? I, I that's I don't know his what to fancy say. flannel. It was it was uh, very interesting. Um, and then you know just just the ceremony was just fantastic. I got to be in the media scrum and all that. So here's like a little picture from the scrum. So yeah, like I, I'm like right there. Yeah, there's Grace and Dunstan and, and asking questions and stuff like that. Dude, I should have given you a fuzzy microphone to shove in their face like those other guys. You know, I always wonder about this too. It's like. Couldn't they just share one microphone? Like, can't they just all get the feed? Why do they get the get their own feed? There's nothing. They're not throwing it through a voice transducer. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have it makes no, no idea, sense. Man. Just it, it, Cubs one microphone. Everybody gets the feed. I'm I'm saving money here for everybody and time and how and a bunch of guys with their arm out for so long until it's shaking. Well, I did did take this picture just because I loved it. I think the Cubs did an excellent job with the Hall of Fame. If you remember last year, it was very rushed. You know, there was not, there was, you know, it was um, Pat Hughes and it was uh, Jose Cardinal. Um, This time they brought all the legends back there. So you can see in this picture right here, it's Dunstan to the left, Sandberg, uh, Lee Smith, Fergie Jenkins. uh, um, Oh my God, who am I forget? Andre Dawson, Pat Hughes, uh, Randy Huntley. Billy Williams and then Grace in his flannel. So that was really cool to see. And then for me, something that was very special, a special moment for me was seeing this picture right here. Um, There you go. Yeah, that's Dunstan to Sandberg to Grace, the three of them. So that was just a a really fun picture to be able to take. You know, Uh, if they could get these guys together, don't you think that they could get an old timers game going for us? Remember, they I wish they would. God, Yankees. Put Andre in there too. Come on. Andre is a beast still. And so um, I did go to the game. They had these awesome pins that they were giving out. And then I was drinking a lot of beer bats because I wanted to collect. It was like a collectible. It had Dun- it had Dunstan and Grace on there. So like I'm walking around with like four bats and I'm just like, like drinking these beer bats. And so that was on Saturday too. So that, I drink this. <laughs> yeah. Somebody like, like literally I could have had like my own like beer bat snake. It was, it was a lot of beer bats, <laughs> but I wanted to like keep all the collectibles. So, you know, and then that's, I'm at the, that's great that they're doing a little bit more now. Cause they didn't do any of that stuff last year, commemorative cups and stuff like that. That's, I think that, yeah, that was, to me, that was the big difference is that they just really, they had a lot of, they had a lot of like highlights, like clips. Um, they had the pop-up, which they never had before, you know, focusing on a lot of the, uh, of the guys. Um, and, and if you're a season ticket holder, you got to pick, Friday or Saturday, who do you want a picture with, Mark Race or Sean Dunstan? And so, like, you got to be in line if you're a season ticket holder, which, again, you know, the, these are the small perks that, you know, you, that do make a difference for a guy like me, like, to be able to kind of sit there and get those pictures and stuff like that. So It makes um, it worth getting season tickets because, other than that, it, you, you're paying more than you would need to if you were just to, right. you know, get him on the secondary. So right. Get that perk. And so, you know, I, I am, I am definitely, it was definitely just a fun weekend that I, I feel like they just put a lot more effort. Like last year, they're like, here's a blue jacket, go out there and throw a pitch. Like this time around there, it was way more, uh, a lot of stuff that they were doing surrounding the weekend. And, and, you know, you're, it was just one of those things where you're walking around the street and it's like, Oh, Billy Williams just walked by. Oh, there's Andre Dawson. Oh, you know, there's Lee Smith, you know, and it's just like, 
for you, for a guy like me, like I'm just geeking out all over the place because I love those guys. And, uh, I've gotten to know a, a few of them over the years and they'll be like, Crawley, what do you, you know? And it's just like, I, if you'd have told eight year old me that Lee Smith would have been saying, Hey Crawley. And like, you know, like, like I, I just yeah. couldn't believe it. So it was just, uh, I had, a, I had a lot of fun and then I did go to my last game. So I went to the game Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and as, as hard as I tried, I just could not get a buzz going. I, I, was, I think I've just been buzzed out. And so I'm sitting there and like, I'm kind of slow, like my brain's slow, my body's slow. Like I'm walking like an 80 year old man. Cause I've slept on floors and couches for like the last three <laughs> nights. And so all of a sudden I'm sitting there and uh, Cody Bellinger hits a home run, you know, Morell hits a home run and then Bellinger, whoop, there it is. If you look at the video of the home run of Dansby Swanson, I kind of put my head down, and all of a sudden someone goes, here comes another, and it's coming right the hell towards me. Oh, no. It is right at me. And I'm <laughs> <just> like, ah! <laughs> so it, it, <laughs> if you look at the picture, this was right in front of me. You could see the dent. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's pretty – Yeah, that would have been a dent in your head because I don't think your reaction time was up, up to par at that point. And, and everyone's like, why didn't you catch it? I'm like – Guys, I can barely hold on to a beer glass. Like, <laughs> how the hell do you want me to catch a 100-mile-per-hour home run off the bat of Dansby Swanson? And it kicked out the other way. So, who knows? Well, that it sounds like one of the best Cubs weekends you might have ever had in your life. I've had some good ones, man. And and, and it's the memories that kind of keep it up. And not, and not only the Cubs players, but just, you know, hanging out with you, hanging out with Stu, hanging out with Marty and LeVon and – Coach D and all those guys. I mean, that, that, that's where the real fun comes in. It is fun being a Cub fan and going around there and getting all the tchotchkes and, and seeing all the people. But, uh, you know, Danny, you, I know you, you know, you and I both know that when that last game of the season comes in, it's, it's a very sad time because it's like you're saying goodbye to your friends for a while. Um, and so to just kind of have this weekend to just kind of be like all together and celebrating Stu and celebrating Mark and, 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 and uh, Sean, like two guys that were just very pivotal in our Cubs fandom. Right. We watched them. Those were the guys we watched every day for like 10 years that they were together. You know, it was you get nostalgic, you get a little weepy. And I, like I said, I felt very fortunate that, like, like I said, just like I'm sleeping next to Jody Davis. I'm, I'm on the field with Mark Grace and Sean Dunstan and all these Hall of Famers where we're literally just partying it up and just having living the best life. And so well, you only go on this roller coaster once, I guess, as some people believe. So I just figured I'd try to make the most of it and hopefully, you know, keep adding to the story time legend. Yeah, well, no, you absolutely did. Um, one of my favorite parts of uh, this weekend, and this is just a total random thing, almost TFC-ish, is that, um, you know, being Stu's birthday on Thursday night, they had some pictures of Stu around, like right by his cake. And I had no idea... That Stu was a young Greg Luzinski at one point. <laughs> I, I had no clue. He looks exactly – he's got the Greg Luzinski glasses. He's got the Greg Luzinski hair. And I don't know how he ended up in a Houston Astros hat, but there he is. But Do you – do you take a look right now. At, do you know Sam Bernero? There's yeah. A, yeah. So I'll, I'll see if I can just grab this picture. I don't have it uploaded up here. <laughs> this is just like another one of those funny moments from the weekend. Is I'm like sitting there homeless because I forgot my car again. I lost my car. Yeah, you um, left it at my house and you didn't even know. You're like, dude, where, I forgot. Where's I forgot, my car? Where's my car? I'm like, you know, so, in, so in my parking I've seen spot. this movie. I, I, I sat there and so like every morning I had to get up at nine and put in 383 stickers. If, if, if you don't know, like 383 stickers allows you to park in the neighborhood without getting towed or a ticket or shit like that. And so every morning, like f- Friday morning, Saturday morning, I had to put like tickets out there like by nine o'clock. 
So I'm at Danny's. I wake up at like eight o'clock and I'm like, I got to go put stickers on the car, forgetting that we drove back to his place from the condo. I was just so programmed to get to my car at the 383 sticker on it. And so I'm walking and I, I, I go, I sit there and I'm like, where the hell? I know I parked right here because it was on Kenmore. It's like right, like three, three spots from Ballhawk Corner. And I'm like, I know I, so I'm hitting my panic button all over my car and nothing's going off. And I'm like, did I get towed? So I'm about to call the cops again. And I'm like, no, I'm again. not going to do this again. I Wait, know where it is. Again. Again. Because there was that other story <laughs> when you did actually call the cops. <laughs> no, I didn't call the cops. You I went, went to, to the police. I went to the police station because it was right by where I parked. And they're like, dude, no one steals cars anymore. They just, uh, they, 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 what do they steal? The things, the carburetors or whatever. Yeah, the uh so I'm sitting there, and now, I, you know, I'm like, shit. So I'm waiting to get my media credentials, and I have a bag. I have this little rolling bag like I'm going on the airplane. And if you know Sam Bernero, follow her on Twitter or Instagram. She's a great follow. She takes pictures of all the players coming in all the time. She has the pictures, what they're wearing. It's a great follow. And, uh, but I'm walking around my suitcase trying to figure out how to kill a little bit of time and figure out where I'm going. And I'm walking past where the Cubs start going in. Now, Now, all, there's the, if you know that the Cubs parking lot has what's called the kids corral. It's next to the parking lot. And, you know, they sign for kids. And then they walk in and go into the building. And, and, and most of them park there. Well, today, Kyle Hendricks has a, a car. And it pulls up. And as it pulls up, I'm walking in my little roller bag as Sam takes a picture of it. And so this nah. is the <laughs> – You, you – were... You're rolling back. Oh, you're the other side. Like you're walking past. I'm to the left oh and God. Kyle's to the right. Oh, my God. And, and, no, that's that's where you're really looking like Gordon Wittenmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> you just need the goatee. When are you going to freaking grow the goatee, my man? I, I know, but but I sit there and all of a sudden I, I sit there and I stop and I look and he, and he goes, hey, Carl. And I said, hi, Kyle. Have a good game. And then and, and that was the interaction. And I just kept walking with my little rolling suitcase. <laughs> I did get to take a couple of cool pictures. This is um, Wayne and Kathleen. Beautiful. They did a nice job today. It was always, nice to yeah. always. They were on there. And, and, and it is funny because I'm like down there and all of a sudden Jody Davis is like, what the hell are you doing down there? And then all of a sudden Wayne's like, Crawley, what are you doing here? And so just like a lot of guys that were on the field, uh, Wayne and I played some massive bubble hockey. Like that's, see, that's a story that I yeah. just, you know, I, I literally made Wayne sing Oh Canada before we started playing. We played bubble hockey at Stuart McVicker's basement. <laughs> yeah, he was at Stu's on Thursday night. I had yeah, a nice conversation yeah. with him, man. It is just wild that when you think about like the Cubs family and just like what we've been able to experience. And really, we got to say happy birthday once again to Stuart McVicker because he's really the dude that's kind of brought all of this together. I mean, I know that you've always been hot and heavy in this, you know, we, we've been, you know, on the scene for a while, but for Stu to build that place and invite everybody to his house and to put together these really hard to put together events. It's just, I mean, I, happy birthday. The dude turned 50 on Thursday and you know, we owe him a lot. You know, we really do. So we celebrated for three days straight. And so this is, this is Wayne Mesmer and me playing bubble hockey. <laughs> and I did beat him two to nothing, but it was an intense game. I'm pretty good at bubble hockey, man. It was, it was about as intense as a game. And uh, he, he was, you know, just Wayne and Kathleen, great people, but one hell of a night. I'll tell you that much. 
Well, we should let you go and get some sleep. And, uh, you know, you haven't been home. No. Your, your kids <laughs> your kids forgot who you are. They've got, they got a new dad somewhere stashed <laughs> in a closet. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know what, though? I, but, again, I did get to play bubble hockey. And, and, again, just to sit there and be literally feet away from every Cubs legend wearing a blue blazer. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah. Freaking amazing. Awesome weekend. And, hey, the Cubs are still in the playoff hunt. So, and right now, Danny, I've told myself six times because I'm so tired, hit leave studio, don't hit end stream. Yes. <laughs> Please do not end the show. We still want to talk about Justin Steele's Cy that, Young hopes. The, the classic spring break. I, I'm at spring break, and I've had a lot to drink, and I'm on the phone, and we're, they're, 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 they're talking to me. I'm, and I, I got to go on. And I, I just absolutely hit end stream instead of leave And there was the so. end of the show, and we're, we had to come back and make a new show. And so, anyhow, uh, Dude, go get some sleep. Uh, of course, we'll see you by Wrigley. You know, salt, you're, you're salt of the earth. We couldn't do it without you, Crawley. I love you guys, man. You take care. Have a good rest of the show. Love you, too. We'll be uh, right back after a couple of commercials. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your T-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby Sayer, Morel, too. Clark Fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger, smoking dudes, vintage shirts from days of old, Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your strobe. 10% off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. In the clutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about catcher metrics? How about a coffee over run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni. If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus Podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Welcome back to the Sun Ranta Show. I'm flying solo momentarily. <laughs> you, you made it. My quick beer run. <laughs> How far away is your fridge? <laughs> so uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about a little bit more about Justin Steele because when I was talking to his stepmom last night, we found ourselves very much in agreement that Justin Steele should win the Cy Young Award. <laughs> both me and his stepmom shockingly both feel that uh, Justin Steele should should win. And well, I've got, if it helps, I agree with both of you. I think there it is. very, very wise and right on point. That's three votes for Justin. And I would like to hear in, in the comments who else you think should win. And let me just put up a few numbers here. Let's talk about a few things. I did do a Cubs pod about this, I believe, on Tuesday. But I, I'm just I'm still in this mode. I'm still thinking about this. And first of all, 
and this might have changed a little bit. I did this this morning. I don't know if any of these dudes pitched, but Steele leads the league in, with a 2.49 ERA. Leads all the major leagues. Snell is behind him by only .3. I know it doesn't matter that much, but Justin Steele uh, has three more wins than Blake Snell, and Snell has has nine losses versus Steele's three losses. Um, I know. Now, I, I, now I would normally say that cat, no, that pitcher wins and losses don't necessarily matter. Is it really Blake Snell's fault that the Padres have collectively with their literal hall of fame, uh, lineups have failed to produce any significant number of runs in most games this season. And that being said, in this case, because it benefits our dear beloved Justin Steele, I, I think those those three extra wins are terribly important. In yes. fact, life changing. Exactly, and the six losses uh, extra that that's like, a lot that's, of losses. It's a lot of losses, and overall, the people are going to say about the innings pitched is going to be a drawback because he has. Uh, say I wrote it down in innings pitched. He's number twenty seventh most. That's okay. not, that's way down the list. You know, you're not even on the first page of baseball reference, but, and he's 29th in K's and he's 24th in K's per night. So the K numbers aren't there. There you're looking at Spencer Strider, but then you look at Strider and you know, and Strider also has 16 W's too, but you look at Strider and he's got walks up the wazoo. Like he's walking people. He's his ERA is not even in the top 10. He gives up runs, you know? So, all things being equal, I think you go steal. He's steal when you go sh- strikeout to walk ratio. He's ninth, right? And he doesn't give up home runs. He's number two in fewest homers allowed. Only eleven. Only Sonny Gray among starters has fewer home runs given up, and he's right up there. Like you know, Sonny Gray so, is a good pitcher uh, too. Have you have you compared their their FIPs or fielding independent pitching? Steals is right. Last I looked, it was right around three. So that's not a terribly, uh, you know, that's not terrible. I, I thought it would it was going to be worse because right. we have such a great defense. And then it was pretty, it was actually within line of what yeah. you would think it would be. Yeah. Like just thinking in my head, like what is the pitcher doing that he's not relying on his defense or offense to make up for him? Um, it, like, if, if you're trying to evaluate who the objectively best pitcher is, how much can you take away from the other people that he's relying on in order to determine who is truly the best? Because, like, a pitcher win is very much dependent on whether people are hitting baseballs around him. Yeah, you yeah, absolutely. I mean? Yeah, you got to score runs to get the win. Well, not in the case of Justin Steele, who can beat you one nothing, but... Cotton brought up a good point on the Cubs pod today, too, um, where he talked about the idea that Blake Snell isn't playing for anything. The Padres are out of it. They were playing for something. And when it mattered, when they were playing for something, when they were trying to get their season going, he wasn't winning. And he was bad. In fact, he was so bad that Justin Seale beat him. And it wasn't even uh, Steele's uh, best game. Like, here's his game versus Snell. So Snell goes five inning, five innings, gives up two runs on four hits, five walks, uh, and, and at the time he had a five forty eight ERA. 
this is when this was earlier in the season when the Cubs played the Padres, and this was when it mattered. This is when the Padres lost the season in games right. like this, and it was Blake Snell's fault for losing Justin. Oh, wait, it wasn't him. Steven Wilson gave up four runs in this game, whoever the hell that is. But Justin Steele <laughs> didn't do that great either. D- gave up no runs, though, on three hits, so he was better than Snell in a head-to-head matchup. Five strikeouts, two walks. Um, so he's, he's matching Snell himself toe-to-toe, and he beat him. Got one, yeah. yeah. Got one extra out. Gave up less hits, less runs, less walks. Same amount of Ks. So, and at the time, he had a one nineteen ERA versus Snell's five forty eight. So, the reason the Cubs are even in this position to be in the playoffs is because of Justin Steele. The reason right. the Padres are going to go home is because Blake Snell couldn't get it together till too late. So that's there's that, and then um, th- some of the other head to head matchups with Steele. Check out this this game. Um, like I said, he beat Burns one nothing. Look at this matchup. Now he beat him. Now it was yep. only one run that Burns gave up. We beat him one nothing. Hey, that's how this game is designed. That one run matters. But Steele, in one less inning, had one more strikeout. He had one fewer walk. So, and he didn't give up any runs. And Corbin Burns gave up one. And so. And look at the ERA differences. Now, this is back then. 269 ERA for Justin Steele and a 355 for Burns. So, once again, like, that's like a near, that's nearly a run at the time. And we, and we beat him. And then the other one is from Monday. Here's Logan Webb versus Justin Steele. Justin Steele pitches an inning and a third more, gives up three fewer hits, three fewer runs. And has eight more strikeouts and only one more walk. And here's another guy that's in the Cy Young conversation. And Justin Steele's ERA is a full run better. So, I don't know if he doesn't get it. And this is what I was talking to Justin's mom about last night. It's because nobody in the national media heard of this guy until early this year. Right. And I don't think that's a good reason. Terrible reason. I mean, these guys are they they get their vote for what? Working for a newspaper? Like what the hell is a newspaper? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't subscribe to any newspapers. But that being said, if your job is to choose who was the best and most effective pitcher over the course of a season, then whether or not you knew their name last year should not matter. Yeah, I agree with you. And um the last thing I want to put up and I believe I already mentioned this, but 20 20- quality starts as of yesterday and to me like that is just giving your chance of your team a chance to win day in and day out so you know steals pitching he's been pitching for something this whole time like blake snell hasn't been you know spencer strider this is the other point that cotton brought up spencer strider his team is so they clinched the playoff berth today i think didn't they the Braves probably. Yeah. I know they've. I know they've hit like a historic number of home runs this year. So if anybody had uh, a relatively smooth sailing to a bajillion wins this season, it's Spencer Strider. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you know that's not the same for a Cubs team that was built you know like a five hundred squad and you know just kind of like well maybe we saw the deadline like we didn't know right. it was going to happen. It was all just a big crapshoot. 
and steel is part of the reason for that success. So like, yeah, they're kind of forcing the hand and, and sort of forcing their way into a successful playoff run at this point, if they do actually make it to one. Yeah. And, and the only reason I want to bring this up over and over and over again is because I think we can help. I think that fans the next couple of weeks by beating the drum on this might change some minds around baseball, some of these old fuddy-duddies that vote on this crap. I think we do actually have a better chance of doing things like that than we did, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, All of the writers are on social media. All of them are sort of following the beat of what people are saying. And so if we are saying out loud, hey, Justin Steele deserves a Cy Young Award. Hey, Justin Steele is really, really good. Hey, Justin Steele has, you know, all these quality starts. He's winning baseball games. He is showing up and delivering. I think that really does sort of cut through these days in ways that, you know, just sitting around with your friends at the bar 20 years ago talking about it really wouldn't get to those voters' ears. Yeah. It is ultimately a vote in award, which is ultimately a popularity contest. And we all know how the you know school president was elected and it was because other people wanted them to be school president yeah yeah well any president is elected this way unfortunately um yeah and then the other thing i really love about justin and we can get off of it eventually but is that you know he's 27 years old he had a really long path 2014 2014 is when he started with the Cubs. It's been a long time getting there. Yeah, Tommy John, if you're going to have Tommy John, have it during a global pandemic because then there's no games and you're just rehabbing and you can't play anyway. And if that's when you're going to have Tommy John, that's the time to do it. And when he came back, he came back stronger. And, you know, he's not one of these travel ball boys. He's not. No. He's put in the work and he was certainly not – you know, showing up with a silver spoon in his mouth and expecting to be handed the world. And he really has worked for what he's gotten. And I, I respect the hell out of him for it. Yeah. He's, he's no Nepo baby. Um, that's for sure. I, by the way, I keep forgetting to say this hashtag chance in the chat. If you want to win a Frank chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And also I was going to say shop it in the clutch shirts, but I already had a commercial to tell you to do that. Um, lots of great stuff. Uh, did you see bill in the Morel shirt? I love it. I love it. Remember, I he so if you haven't been following the uh, Patreon Discord, uh, Bill talked a lot of crap about Christopher Morell, and I was like, I'm very offended by this. And so for a long time, he had a thing where every time Christopher Morell did something good, he had to apologize to me personally for offending Christopher Morrell. <laughs> and eventually he bought the In the Clutch Christopher Morrell shirt. And that's when I granted Bill uh, forgiveness and, and said that his time of penance and penitence is over and he may go and sin no more. Congratulations, Bill. Well, you know he's going to sin more. It's just oh, who he course. is. <laughs> <laughs> so a um, little bit of more news. Uh, it looks like Stroh might be coming back, and this is exciting news. Uh, Lockdown Cubs tweeted out what something Bruce Levine said this mo- mm-hmm. uh, on 670 The Score, which is that Marcus Stroman might be coming back, um, and it would be not as a starter because he doesn't have enough time to probably build back up to that, but he could contribute in the bullpen and 
Okay. I mean, I and I said this again in the Discord, um, over under two and a half starts before he's on the injured list again. I mean, it would be really nice to see him come back, like, you know, and, and I want him to be perfectly healthy. Like, what if yeah. he could come back for the playoffs and then – because he might not come back at all. He might come back next year, the opt-out. We don't really know what's going to happen with that. And so right. I'm like, if we get to the playoffs, though, and we could use him in the pen in a three-game series, like, that could be great. I mean – Sure, but I mean, even pitching out of a major league bullpen is hugely taxing on the body. And that injury that he had, which if y'all don't recall, he has fractured rib cartilage, which is something that happens like in car accidents and things like that. But like a major league pitcher can do that to themselves simply by like the sheer force of them throwing with their arm. Like our bone or our muscles are strong enough to break bones if you are not like listening to your body enough to the point where you are stopping doing really violent motions and which is what pitchers do. Because again, as I mentioned before, pitchers are insane. That's how they're able to be good. And, you know, like under normal circumstances for people who aren't major league pitchers, broken rib cartilage is six to 12 weeks of recovery time before you're returning to normal activities. And, Pitching major league baseball games is not normal activities. So like, I am so, so concerned that they are rushing him back. And I like, I hope that it doesn't happen. I hope he comes back and he kills it. Like if he's going to come back and throw, I hope he's awesome. And he's the best relief pitcher we have on the team. And, you know, I I hope it's great, but also I'm terribly concerned that they are, are jumping the gun here, bringing him back so quickly. Yeah, I mean, he did come back. Was there was another injury that he came back real fast from too? So maybe he's just like a super healer, and he just like, hey, if he's Wolverine, then awesome. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, it's 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 concerning to me personally. He I is- just don't like to see people hurt. Well, yeah, it would it would suck to have him come back the last week and walk off the field after throwing five pitches, and you're exactly. like, oh, well, there we go. That we got our answer there. Um, he's also up for the. Roberto Clemente award probably a lot for his work that he did with the lost boys, which is pretty cool considering we're connected with them in a big way here on this show and to be connected with a guy that's going to win the, I mean, I was there the day he went and uh, read books and gave them all his children's book that he wrote. So Mm -hmm. congratulations to him. Um, You know, I I guess they don't take anti-Semitic tweets into account. Maybe they don't know about this stuff, but, I mean, he does do good work for the community as well as say dumb crap on Twitter sometimes. So there's that. And um, the the other thing that happened is that there were a few transactions. Shane Green went away. Keegan Thompson went away. Brad Boxberger came back, but I don't think he pitched. I don't – at least he didn't today. I don't think he did yesterday either. Yeah, and they might be – I don't know – easing his way in or something. I haven't seen Brad Boxberger either. Uh, but he is allegedly back from the 60-day injured list. Yay! Yeah, so he's back. And uh, Luke Little, we saw Brandon, Brandon Hughes, he went on a rehab assignment to Iowa, so maybe that's another lefty that we could count on. We'll see how it goes for him. Um, but there are options now. Some of these dudes are coming back that we didn't think we'd ever see again. Really, and maybe they they will be a part of the future team. 
Um, we're going to take just one more very short commercial break and then uh, come back and just preview very quickly the Rockies in Arizona. If you are a Patreon member, I'll be in the Discord after this show, and uh, we'll talk more about some of this stuff. But I want to get over there. I haven't talked. We, we've been going. To, our shows have been too long, so we haven't been hanging out in the Discord quite as much as we did before because our show went too long. But here is a commercial for Sun Ranto uh shopping because i never play this one and uh, hey christmas is coming unfortunately so we'll be right back if you're like most americans you buy shit lots of shit sometimes you buy shit for other people sometimes you buy shit for yourself and sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive so why not buy shit through the sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping we've got tons of shit you can buy Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fans Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. Also, if you're like me and you go on to sunranto.com and you click on that shopping link and you're going, why the heck or is there nothing to click on? Remember to pause your ad blocker on the website and then you'll be able to click on our stuff and buy things because I have been thinking that a page was broken for quite some time and it was me <laughs> blocking my own ads. Yeah. And we also got the, the Amazon too. And I think that blocks as well. If you have ad blocker on our site. So disable your black at blad blocker ad, blocker. ad blocker. Yeah. So uh, we've got a, hopefully we have a black blocker, a bud black b- blocker. Um, who is the manager of the Rockies where the Cubs are dressing like Mario brothers and going off to Denver to play the 51 and 90 Rockies, the worst team in the national league, although they are slightly better at home. They're 29 and 38 at home, which is slightly better. Um, The last game that they won was Tuesday against Arizona, who they beat once. They lost to the Giants all weekend, who we had just swept. And, uh, I mean, what can I say? It's like um, they've had a a pretty terrible time of it. They had a 7-20 August, a 2-7 now September. Uh, They did have a 15-13 May where they helped us out by beating Milwaukee and making the Mets somehow stink with good players. And they uh, they don't have a very good OPS at all. They have the 10th worst OPS in baseball, which is kind of surprising for a team that plays in that ballpark yeah. to have uh, OPS that bad. But they have the 7th best OPS at home. So they can hit at home. Um so that's why they have a better record there. Um, the matchups are Wicks versus Freeland. Then, and Freeland's got an ERA over five. Assad versus Flexen, who's got an ERA over seven. And then Jamison Tyone coming off a great outing versus Ty Block, the veteran 
with a 4.58 ERA, the lowest ERA of the group in game three. And um, then we play Arizona again right after that in Arizona. So it's uh, West Coast time, late, later games. Uh, one team is in it. One team's out of it. <laughs> what, are you th- what are you thinking? Give me a, a weak prediction here. Somebody's asking if Chris Bryan is injured, which is just. Is the Pope, is, is the Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> um, there yeah. is your answer. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He's, uh, he's on the 10-day IL right now. How, how many 10 days has he been on the 10-day IL? I'm looking at his last game played was July 22nd. So that's, that's many. That's a lot of 10 days. Many a 10-day. Yeah. I I feel like at this point he just likes being paid not to play baseball. I mean, I don't know what it's so sad when a dude's it's an injury that causes his career to be cut short. But this in this case, it's been multiple nagging, weird, dumb things. It's it's almost like he's like born under a bad sign or something. And like, you know, it's like unlucky number 13 or the horseshoe upside down or something is happening to him that, you know, he just walks out of the door and steps on a rake and hits him in the face. Got a guy. It's sad. It's very Our sad. MVP. Yeah. No, it, re- it really stinks. Um, but I do want to say this. If you listen to Cubs pod, we had Artie Boucher, who is both a Cubs and a Rockies fan and a longtime listener and supporter of the Sun Ranto Show and a podcaster of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast, uh, wrestling podcast. He said, hey, guys, can I do the Cubs pod when the Cubs are playing the Rockies? And I was like, sure. Why not? Why so- not? Little treat, if you're sick of hearing from me and Cotton every morning, you get to hear from Artie Boucher now. So he's going to be doing not tomorrow's Cubs pod, but he'll be doing Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I believe he'll be attending all of these games as well. So look forward to that. And um, anyway, that should be should be a lot of fun. I'm enjoying, I'm going to enjoy listening to somebody else that's not Michael Cotton. Because even though I enjoy listening to Michael, I've heard a lot from Michael over the last eight years. Nine, so you know. So, uh, so love, love me some Michael. Hopefully hopefully he's having fun at that concert tonight. Um, we are still running the Bleacher Bum Band video contest. All you got to do is make a fun video on TikTok or Reels and uh, on Instagram. All our music you is on there ready to go. All the Bleacher Bum Band songs are available for you to use to make these videos. It's a great way to help us promote the new album and our music. But also, you could win this incredible that I got with my own two little hands, Justin Steele autographed picture in addition to me writing a song for you to give to somebody else for a special occasion. That's right. So work out your best TikTok dance. Yeah, you can dance to it. You can dance to our music. You don't have to do something fancy. This is TikTok. You know, people are are literally watching 
um, like old men's teeth fall out of their mouth to like to a song, a sound that goes boing, boing, and that goes viral and gets a million views. You could do that to a Bleacher Bum Band song, and I might think it's funny enough to have you win. So, um, yeah, please do that and join that because Joey's running away with it. Joey is every week. He's got a new one. And uh, just check out him. Follow him at Wrigleyville Bum. He might be on the post show tonight. Great guy. Uh, it, I just want to say happy birthday once again to Stu. Also, Corey Finneran's birthday uh, was on Saturday. So if you're good friends with Corey Finneran from the now defunct Ivy Envy podcast, um, wish him happy birthday because it just passed. And on Wednesday, I see on the Rancher calendar that Grace Evans's birthday uh, is coming up. And her her dad um, is a big fan of, uh, well, memorabilia for once, for one, and has been a big supporter of John Baker Day over the years and also has uh, just been a big supporter of Club 400. So just another family member having a birthday is really what I'm trying to tell everybody. And uh, so happy birthday to Grace. And we're coming up on it only 10 days away from Dan Nielsen's birthday as well, where we're going to get together with his parents and uh, his uh, friends. And we're going to go out to the bleachers. We're going to probably meet beforehand. I haven't really worked out the details of that, but I've got a Facebook event and um, you should join it. I just dropped the link in the chat. And you should join us. Just get a bleacher ticket. Find us. We'll all be together. We got a message going out on the video board, which was all from the money we raised from the ranters. And um, I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to that game because it's sad. Because, you know, if you don't know, Dan died. So uh, that's why we're getting together for his birthday. But I feel like it's that it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. So there's Dan. Standing there on a on the field on the Cubs batting circle, and uh, his mom sent me this picture of Dan's grave, which is oh, all beautiful, covered in Cubs stuff too. So, it's... yeah. So eighty three to twenty two. So you know, Crawley had himself a wild weekend, and he said, "What you only get the one trip around the rock, or what?" I forget what he said. The one ride on the roller coaster, right? So. So that's where we are. Let's enjoy our lives, and um, and let's we do should some- all we should all be so lucky to have so many people who want to come together and celebrate our lives at the end of it. Yeah, no, I I really hope that my funeral is just a great party that I will be have FOMO to miss so much so that I haunt the party. Exactly. <laughs> have a party so good that your friend comes back to see how much fun you're having. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. So uh, I got a couple of TFCs, and I saw you you added a couple of videos here in the the brand here. So yeah, I always like to show. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time. I, unfortunately, I don't get to like spend as much time watching baseball as I want to because I have to work like a job or whatever. Um, but I do always like to show something that makes me smile that's baseball related throughout the week. And uh, this week I ran into, you know, not to get super political or anything, but we all know our our good uh, baseball loving Senator Bernie Sanders, who's been around since approximately the dawn of time when rocks were soft. And uh, 
He spent some time with his grandkids over uh, the past weekend and played a little baseball. And we have at AnnouncerFi, who uh, is on Twitter, and they will put uh, announcements over your sports-related video for you. So follow at AnnouncerFi on on Twitter. Um, But here is their... Uh, help. The senator in the wind and the pitch. Line back up the middle. Bernie grabbed it. What a snare. <laughs> Bernie still got it. He still got it. Uh, Pitching Ninja took that video and uh, put a side-by-side with uh, Greg Maddox, and that was a lot of fun, too, so I'm going to share both of them. Well, the Cleveland Indians. He lines it right back. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. Well, speaking of old pitchers, I I saw this on Twitter um, just the other day, or X, I guess it's called now. Uh, Roger, it's, it's Twitter. It's, it's Comiskey. Right. It's Shea Stadium. It's Twitter. It's this year's tower. So <laughs> exactly. The talking baseball. They tweeted out uh, something about George Kirby, who is also probably he has some of the most impressive strikeout numbers in the majors. As well. He said he, he screwed up the game the other day, and he, he said, I wish I wasn't out there for the seventh, to be honest. I was at 90 pitches. I didn't think I needed to go anymore. And that's his quote after allowing a game-tying home run. I guess he was pretty sad about it. Roger Clemens retweeted that and said, This is tough to hear. Would not fly in the old days. Unfortunately, this is how players are being taught with modern analytics. What are y'all's thoughts? And somebody did share their thoughts on what Roger Clemens had to say about it. Just because you could go 12 innings with steroids and HGH pumping through your body doesn't mean it's right for today's players. Uh, didn't didn't Roger Clemens like average 92 miles an hour? Uh, I'm just... Whatever. Yeah, you can't really compare. I mean... not. Roger Clemens wasn't facing today's hitters. He was not pitching at today's velocity. He did not throw today's sweeper. Like, it is not the same reality. I'm sorry. Like, if you threw seven innings a game every game you ever faced in 1984, I literally do not care. It's a, The game changes, and it's totally different now. And I... I for, for Roger Clemens did not realize that it's just simply different and that he played in a different era that did things differently. You know, Mitch Williams was the same way when he was at Club 400. He was just like spitting in his dip cup being like, I don't understand. I used to throw 500 innings. It's like, yeah, and you lasted how long? <laughs> like, I don't know. So, and uh, I got this too. This is about Daniel Palencia the other day. Uh, just that you know, this was the blown Palencia. I guess it was a tie at the time when he came to the game. This from the Bleacher Banter on mm-hmm. Facebook. John Wardiga says Palencia, if you take your stupid rosary and cross off, maybe you throw strikes. Thoughts and prayers don't work. <laughs> uh. Okay. <laughs> just enjoyed the enjoyed the anger there. Just blaming blaming religious I, I, iconography. Iconography, yeah. 
<laughs> so, and then the last thing I've got here before we draw the chance winner is this guy. <laughs> this motherfucking oh, guy. Oh, that's something. I'm walking down. I've got my mom. We're walking to the bus stop. And this guy passes us with his family, with his full that's, – that's his family in front of him there. I think there's another kid, too, that is that you can't see. And he's wearing a Milton Bradley 21 road jersey. I mean, the only thing I could think is that his last name is Bradley, and he bought Maybe this his thing. first name is Bradley. Yeah, yeah, he I'm, just saw that, and he's like, hey, there's my name. But if I'm, you're – but if you're unaware of just a horrible person that Milton Bradley, I mean, I see a lot of ass and Russells out there, I, but I, and jerseys too, and I understand in some ways because jerseys are expensive. Maybe it's the only cup thing you have, and you just chose wrong back then, and you're you're not backing down now. You don't have to look at it. it's on your I, back. I mean, I haven't changed my dog's name. <laughs> my dog is named after Addison Russell. His name is Russell, and I have not changed his name. Yeah, that's you know it is what it is. Hey. But wearing Milton Bradley in the year of our Lord Beyonce twenty twenty three, like why are you wearing a Milton Bradley jersey? I don't know. Do you not have Google? Did you not see him throw a live ball into the right field bleachers? I- yeah, mm. yeah. I, I don't know how he was anybody's favorite player in the first place. I, that's the problem. A lot of these guys, you know. As soon as Dansby Swanson signed, you know, oh, we got to go right to the store to get the Dansby Swanson. I'm like, I would wait on that. My mother was commenting that she, she's like, I see a lot of old players on jerseys on on the fans, and I'm like, that's probably a good thing because, I mean, you see your your fair amount of you know dumb stuff like a Terrio or something like you know like wow, I I have a Ryan Terrio jersey. Fair. So, but but I think that's the smart way to go about it. Don't be getting a new guy because who knows what's like. Don't get Russell the first year. Like, let this sink right. in. Let this let cook it be, a little bit. Let this cook <laughs> a little bit. Let him become a legend. And then, you know, so if you're going to have uh, like a – then get yourself an Andre Dawson. Get yourself a classic. And not go dude. wrong with an Andre Dawson. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me anyway, because that's my era. But like to choose somebody – get a Sosa, even though he's not the most – Pleasant man on earth, but you know, but he also got a lot of people into the Cubs. So Absolutely, I get that. myself included. I would not be here if Sammy Sosa had not hit a million dingers out of Wrigley Field in 1998. That is yeah. literally why I'm a Cubs fan and why I sort of skip over some of the darker parts of his history um, and, and continue to own my Sammy Sosa jersey because I recognize that I would not be here without him. However, there are very few people who would not be a Cubs fan without the existence of Addison Russell or Milton Bradley. Like, at some point, you need to bring your personal ethos into the bit. Um, right. I, You know, and I am the person, I mean, I own a P.J. Higgins jersey. Like, I really don't think that you need to, you know, wait until somebody is inducted into the Hall of Fame and their number retired before you own their jersey. If there is a player that you truly love, buy their jersey. If you're finding a Cubs jersey at, like, the shadiest thrift store in town, maybe Google them before you pick that thing <laughs> yeah, up. <exactly. laughs> Why are these Milton Bradley so cheap? I was telling the story the other day about how at Cubs convention a bunch of years back, there were authentic 
Dale's fame game used jerseys, uh, and it was signed by him. And Dale was off the team at that point. He had already been fired. And Rick Renteria, I believe, was the manager at that point. And so they, they had this signed Dale's fame jersey. And it because it was signed by Dale's fame and worn by Dale's fame, it was actually worth less than a regular jersey without a name on it. So you could get hysterical. the Dale's fame for like $55 with the signature and the game worn, but you could get, but like it was $125 to just get something with no name on it at all. So fame actually made it worth less. And that to me would, and that's a little harsh because Dale's fame, you know, he wasn't his fault. The Cubs stuck in 2012. So true. And yet they were so bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just wasn't the man for the future. Um, so yeah, hashtag chance in the chat, and we will give we'll give that away right right about now. So I'm um, gonna share my screen here. Can we all see this? You can see it, right? Okay, good. I can see it. Yeah, we got 15 entries. It's so always more that. than that. It's always more somehow. So here we go. Oh, it's I brought him up earlier on the show. It's Wrigleyville Bum. Hey, hey, Wrigleyville Bum. Good job, Joey. He's won a bunch of times, too. So he's I've got the bag of goodies here somewhere, but there's there really is a lot of great stuff in there. Um baseball cards that are worth money and um, it's just this giant I, I, every time I get some cool that's like small I throw it in that bag of goodies so it's gonna the the chance winners will compete at the end of the year for this giant mega ranter prize it's gonna be incredible in the meantime you just get the message of love and do I gotta remember to log in with my burner and hit my hashtag chance a few times before the end of the year precisely um so I think that's the show. I'm gonna. Pl- I I really w- want to keep sharing this. Uh, the uh, uh, we didn't start the Chicago Cubs fire. It's so, so good, yeah. except that Coast K's not in it. But we'll yeah. get you next time. Yeah, well, well, I'll write in. I'll I'll do. A, I've been everywhere by Johnny Cash. Cubs are everywhere, man. And then I'll rhyme them all in in that song. So that'll work. So. Well, I'll be over on the Discord afterwards hanging out with everybody, so come on over there. And, um, uh, Michael, we miss you. Crawley, thank you very much. Listen to Fly the W podcast. I forgot to let him plug that. And um, I guess I got nothing more to say than Spagog. Spagog! Hartnett, Ernie Banks, Ryan Sandberg, Solly Drake, Sammy Sosa, Fergie Jenkins, Anthony Rizzo, Billy Williams, Andre Dawson, Jason Kendall, Davey Johnson, Rob Justrisny, Nick Martini, Carlos Soprano. Carrie Wood, Frank Chance, Charlie Ruth, Bill Hans, Mark Grace, Leon Durham, Ted Lily, Sparky Adams, Johnny Evers, Bob Rush, Jody Davis, Guy Bush, Manny Trio, Eddie Stanky, Billy Herman, Hank White. Chicago Fire has just kept on burning from the south to Irving. In the Chicago Fire, really would have burned up, but it wasn't 
Jets. Woody English, Johnny Kling, Lanny Randall, Jeno Tang, Jimmy Ryan, Aaron Howman, Bill Madlock, Mark Pryor, Jack Fister, Lon Warnicky, Chris Bryant, Stan Hack, Side Block, Lou Johnson, and Brock. Ron Say, Big Keen, Dexter Fowler, Willie Green, Kevin Foster, Sheriff Blake, Ryan Dempster, Sammy Drake, Bill Lee, Rick Sutcliffe, Timmy Slagle, Lee Smith, Ray Sanchez, Mike Perez, Aramis Ramirez. Chicago Fire. Has just kept on burning from the south to Irving In the Chicago fire Wrigley would have burnt up but it wasn't built yet Larry French, Derek Lee, Kenny Lawson, King Kelly, Mel Hall, Cleo James, Rick Russell Jr. Lake, Cass Benson, Hippo Vaughn, Gary Matthews, Gene Mock, John Lester, ML Cush, Harry Stockdale, Glendon Rush uh-oh, uh Kiki, Kyler, Tom Burns, Greg Maddox, Pete Lacotte, Doug Glendale, S-Man, Bobby Scales, and Scanlon, Hank Sauer, Cal Hendricks, Larry Jackson, Bill Pappas, Jake Fox, and Arietta, Phil Cavaretta. Chicago Fire had just kept on burning from the south and Worthing. In the Chicago Fire, Wrigley would have burnt up, but it wasn't built yet. Terrence Gore, Sam Full, Bruce Sooner, Travis Wood, Jeff Reed, Bill Creek, Larry Cox, and Schlafly, Sergio Alcantara, Steve Lake, Albert Almora, Dave Clark, King Cole, Marlon Bird, Ron Santo, Bob Buell, Steve Trout, John Baker, Three Finger Brown, Rick Monday, Cal McVay, Jeff Pico, Felix P.A. Chicago Fire. Had just kept on burning from the south to Irving In the Chicago fire Wrigley would have burned up, but it wasn't built yet Ed Rulbach, Bill Dolan, El Tapine, Zimmerman, Ray Mac, Max Black, Matt Stairs, Ian Happ Andy Popko, Marvel Wynn, Mitch and Otto Williams Scott Bowman and Sanderson, Bob O'Farrell, Rick Wilkins Dance Swanson, Silver Flint, Javi Baez, Danny French Jacko Dan, Peaches Graham, Ray Grimes, Dennis Lamb Jimmy Shecker, Bobby Bonds, Larry Boa, Jim Edmonds Chris Morrell, Hiram Bithorn, Brian LaHair, Daryl Wood Chicago fire Had just kept on burning From the south to Irving Then the Chicago fire Would have burned the cups In 